You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I'm going to do a terrific show today, and I'm going to help people because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore that Well, it's good to be back from my little mini vacation. Actually, that's a lie. It's it's um, it's not. But you know, they can't last forever. You gotta you gotta have a normal life sometimes. I don't know why that's a rule. But it is. You have to go back to the the house you don't like, in the city you don't like, back to the job you don't like. You just have to. You know, I don't know. I've tried calling Airbnb and saying, can I do like a month-to-month plan where I just stay wherever I want? Like, instead of paying rent, can I just give that money to you and I just go to any Airbnb anywhere in the country and just live there? It's a lie. I never actually called because um, there's also the job thing. But I would call if I thought they wouldn't hang up on me, and if I could do my job remotely, and if my wife would be okay with that, which she wouldn't. Anyways, happy Tuesday. Hope you all had a fantastic 4th of July weekend. Got your fingers and toes and all that good stuff. If you don't, um, make sure you join the Packing a Podcast Facebook group, because we all would like to see pictures. You know, post-op, you know, after you get it taken care of and whatnot. We want to keep it uh, at least PG-13 for the, for the youngins in the group. But do make sure you're in the Packernet Podcast Facebook group. Make sure you like the Packernet Podcast Facebook page. If you haven't yet, a five-star iTunes review would be greatly appreciated. Stitcher, which apparently was just uh, acquired by SiriusXM Radio. I don't know what that means. Hopefully they'll be updating it and making it better because uh, all these podcast players are kind of a joke. I'm not going to go on that rant again, but, uh, you know, I'm still waiting for one of these multi-trillion dollar companies to make podcasts awesome. Apple, which kind of has the market still cornered, refuses to do anything even slightly responsible. But again, not going on that that uh, that rant again. But you can leave a review at, at Stitcher.com um, or something. I don't know. Anyways, if you'd like to support the podcast, there's a bunch of links, things you can do, etc., etc. Why don't we just go ahead and take a break right here? And on the other side of the break, we'll talk about this sham of a contract that Pat Mahomes signed that everyone is all freaked out about, um, which is, it's just, it's just dumb. The whole thing is dumb. But anyways, we'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. 
And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right. So, Patty Mayo. Pat Mahomey. You ever watch that Patty Mayo guy? It is shocking. There is a massive community of people, and I'm sorry if you're a part of this community. There is a massive audience for Patty Mayo, who is a YouTuber um, that basically has a show in which he pretends to be a police officer. He is absolutely not. That is 100,000% verified. And if you couldn't tell that just by watching it, I have to wonder about your mental stability. But it's, it's just, it's terrible acting. He basically goes out and pays people to tase them, and uh, that's what he does. Don't do it, or I'll tase you. Don't do it. Don't tase. Probably gives him like 100 bucks, because he gets like 60 billion views on these garbage videos and is a bajillionaire. Anyways, Pat Mahomes, back to the subject at hand, let me tell you what he didn't do. Pat Mahomes did not sign a 10-year deal for $450 million. I don't understand the point of this. He may as well, the Chiefs may as well have given him a 50-year contract for $6 trillion. It would make no difference. I finally got a chance to look at the structure of this contract because the whole thing seemed weird. Why would anybody want to sign a 10-year contract, and why would any team want to offer a 10-year contract? Now, depending on the structure of it, it could fall in the favor of one way or the other. But if you're a quarterback, don't sign a 10-year contract. If you look at Aaron Rodgers, remember, we've talked about this several times. Whenever he signs a contract, it's like, dude, that's so much money. Why would you do that? We're ruined now. And then by the time he gets to be, you know, quote-unquote expensive, the salary cap is caught up and he's like the fourth highest paid quarterback. And then all of a sudden, he's underpaid and he needs a new contract. And then we give him a new contract and what happens? Oh, that's so ridiculous. $33 million a year. That is that is disgusting. You don't pay a guy that much money. We can never afford that. How can we live? How will we survive? The, the, the poor offensive linemen are going to be starving on the streets. And the same thing repeats itself. Now, granted, we just took a jump on an average per year basis from 35 to 45 million. That's a massive jump. So that should be able to sustain for a while until it becomes not super expensive. But I promise you, it's not going to take 10 years before it becomes a not that big of a deal. 
But again, all of this is contingent on how it's actually structured. And here is, and again, maybe this isn't official, I don't know. Here's the part that matters. It's the guarantees. What is, what, what is the amount of money that he's guaranteed? Apparently. And I had seen this, but I didn't know what it meant because they said injury guarantees. And I was like, well, what is, is there additional guarantees beyond that? But this, according to SpotTrack, his total guaranteed money is $141 million. That's it. Keep in mind, Kirk Cousins signed a contract, 100% of his contract was guaranteed. 100%. If you look at how much he was guaranteed at signing, for example, it's not even a bit. He's 63 million. Carson Wentz got 66, Russell Wilson got 70, Matt Ryan got 94, Aaron Rodgers got 79, Khalil Mack got 60 million guaranteed at signing. Now, his, his total guaranteed money of 141 is a new record, but Jared Goff got 110. It's not much. He, he, the only real money is a guaranteed money. He got 30 more million dollars than Jared Goff. That's it. Now, if you talk about guaranteed as a percentage of the contract, I can't find anybody who is guaranteed less money. Kirk Cousins got 100%. If we just go down the line, 82% to Goff, 84% to Wentz. Russell Wilson, 76%. Matt Ryan, 66 Aaron Rodgers, 73 Matt Stevert, 68. Tannehill, 77. Khalil Mack, 63. Aaron Donald, 64. Patrick Mahomes had 31% of this contract guaranteed. Not even a third of this contract is guaranteed to go into his pocket. Here's the other thing that's ridiculous. This is such a high amount of money in terms of an, a per-year basis. Now, granted, the, the He's not going to see $45 million at any point in his career. It, it, if you look at the, the uh, cap hits, it doesn't hit 45 or above until 2027 when he's scheduled to hit $60 million, which I guarantee never going to see $60 million. The, the, the Chiefs are not going to take a $60 million cap hit for a quarterback ever. So that's not going to happen. But if you just think about this, 141 is what's guaranteed. That's all the Chiefs have to pay him is 141. After they've paid him $141 million, he can go away. Now, there's a no-trade clause, that's true, but they can restructure his contract, and if he refuses to restructure, there's always the option to just cut him. But of course he's willing to restructure because he has no guarantees. And the quarterbacks and every player wants to have guarantees because it's the only power he has. Once you have no guarantees, you're, you're expendable. So this contract is fake, but going back to what I was saying, all they owe him is $141 million. So basically, you subtract every year the amount of money that you paid from the guaranteed money. So in 2020, his cap hit is $5 million. So they just, usually in the first year, there's there's nothing. It's one of the benefits of extending somebody. In 2021, his cap hit is $24 million. This is, keep this in mind for everyone saying, oh man, their cap is busted. I feel sorry. Even TJ Lang was saying something like, I feel sorry for everybody else who's never going to see any money or Chiefs players are never... They're not paying them that much. In 2022, it's $31 million. Now, in 2023, it jumps to $42 million, which is a big cap hit. But here's the thing. Because of the 63, I think I said, million dollars at signing, the... God, out of my face. You subtract his signing bonus from the guaranteed because that's the cash you already paid him. Already, on this date, right now, there's only $64.9 million in guaranteed money left. Actually, that's not true. It's after this season, because there's still about a million dollars in base salary. There's the $4 million of the signing bonus, which will also be added on this year. Anyways, after this season is done, so I could do the math, but the, the point is, about half of his guarantees are gone already. Already gone. 
Then next year, there isn't that big or that much money, so it drops down just a little, 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 whatever. But in 2023, when it jumps to $42.4 million, by the time it's all said and done, there's only $4 million in guarantees left. That's it, $4 million bucks. In 2023, Aaron Rodgers has um, 2.8. He has $3 million left in guarantee. Pat Mahomes has four. So in 2023, Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes have about the same amount of money left in their contract. Now, not in terms of actualized, right? In terms of if, if Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs just let this ride out, which will never happen, Pat Mahomes obviously has a lot more money left. But in terms of total money guaranteed, Pat Mahomes has one more million dollars left on his contract in 2023 than Aaron Rodgers. This whole thing is a joke. In 2024, he's scheduled to make $40 million. There's only $2 million left in guarantee. Pat Mahomes has three years, three years of contract in which they can't cut or or move him or do anything. In those years, the cap hit is $5 million, $24 million, and $31 million. That's not a lot of money. In 2023, already at the age of 27, they can easily restructure this. They might not even have to because $42 million is probably going to be high, but there's probably going to be some quarterbacks making the 39-ish, whatever. I don't know. But again, they could happily restructure this, and Pat Mahomes would be happy to do so because, again, his guarantees are already gone in 2023, which leaves 2025, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, and 31 with zero guarantees left. I've never seen a contract like this. This is all fake. All of this is fake. All this money that's sitting out here, the $42 million cap hit, a $42 million cap hit, a $60 million cap hit, 44 and a half, 45, 50, 52, all that is fake. The Chiefs aren't going to pay any of that. They don't have to. This is not a 10-year contract. This is a joke. Most of this money is, is, is sitting in roster bonuses. Which is to say, if we haven't cut you and you come back on the team, so like in 2025, for example, if you look at it, there's no guaranteed money. His salary, his base salary is only $2.5 million. His roster bonus, these things that kick in in like March or whatever, which basically means if we haven't cut you yet and you're still here, you get $40 million just smacked on the table. $40 bucks. That's where all the money is. But again, I don't know why the Chiefs wouldn't restructure this. And they've, they've made it so. Again, in 2023, Pat Mahomes and his agent are already looking at this like, this is dangerous territory. We need more guarantees out of this. And the Chiefs are going to be sitting there going, oh, would you really? Well, I'd be happy to do that. Because guess what? They don't want to pay $42 million. Or excuse me, have a cap hit of $42 million. So they'll happily restructure. They'll take a bunch of this money. They'll put it into the signing bonus, which is money that's allowed to be spread out over five years. Which, which right now is at basically nothing. It's about $2 million per. And I think, I'm guessing you would just add it on. I don't think you can remove the signing bonus. But again, it's only at $2 million. So if you take that and make it $7 million or whatever, now you're looking at 9 You spread that out. You lessen your cap hit. This whole thing is just a massive joke. This is not a big contract at all. $141 million in guaranteed money. That essentially runs out after three years. And again, the cap hit in those three years is $5 million, $24 million, and 31 the, the biggest cap hit is $31 million in 2022. Aaron Rodgers' cap hit in 2022 is, 30, is basically $40 million. It's 39.8. Aaron Rodgers is going to cost more money in 2022 than Pat Mahomes. In terms of salary cap hit, the Chiefs walked away from this completely unscathed. And somehow they, 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 they made Pat Mahomes happy and the entire world thinks the Chiefs just dished out the biggest contract in history. This is the biggest scam in history. And Pat Mahomes should fire his agent. 
Because Pat Mahomes' agent is being lauded as this great elite agent and just got his contract garbage. Absolute putrid garbage. And if anything happens to Pat Mahomes, if he starts to fall off or gets any kind of major injury, there's nothing here. There's nothing. If he goes another year or two and and something happens, he's just done. And he gets no money. 31% of this contract is guaranteed. This is a complete scam. But yet you get his agent on Twitter saying, actually, if you look at the full contract, in other words, if you add on the extension plus the three remaining years, he's over 500000 making him the first ever player to have a contract of a half a billion dollars. This is why the agent did it. He got a baseball contract. He got a half a billion dollars. This is the biggest contract, not just in the NFL, in sports history. ESPN writes an article, Pat Mahomes tops Mike Trout for biggest contract in sports history. CBS Sports, biggest contract in NFL history. Pat Mahomes tops list with reported 10-year deal. Market Watch, Pat Mahomes reportedly signs largest contract in the history of U.S. sports. The agent did this for himself, not for Pat Mahomes. He got Pat Mahomes a three-year deal in which $141 million is guaranteed. And look, maybe $141 million guaranteed is all they could work out, and so that's fine. But all this other stuff that's tacked on is just for the agent. It's just for the agent. It's to make Pat Mahomes feel like he's awesome. And the Chiefs are looking at it like, yeah, I guess, I don't care. This was a, a, a behind-the-scenes deal that the agent was able to swindle with the Chiefs. Like, look, if, if this is all you can get me, we'll agree to it. However, there's some, there's some contingencies here. Let's tack on a ton of fluff. Make this look real good. And really, it's if I'm the Chiefs, I'd be embarrassed. Like this is, this is fake though. Like people are going to catch on. This is this is borderline fraud. Because again, they literally could have made this a 50-year deal for a trillion dollars, and it wouldn't made a difference. It would make no difference. You can do that with this exact same structure, and it wouldn't matter because after three years, the Chiefs have the ability. At this point, it's it's like a a month-to-month contract. It would be like instead of going and signing a one-year lease with somebody, your landlord comes to you and they're like, look, um, we've reviewed your, uh, your, your application to rent here. We're fine with it. Uh, we'd be happy to have you as renters, great family, all that. We've got your contract assigned, and it is a uh, 50-year lease, but, but I don't want that to scare you. After the one year, you go month to month, and you're like, okay. So what does it what what does it mean? It's fifty years. I don't understand. Well, you're signing a fifty year lease, and you're agreeing to stay fifty years, but with the contingency that after one year you can walk whenever you want. And if you'd like to sign another shorter lease, you can, or just go monthly. Either way is fine. the The fifty year thing is is made up. It's fake. It has it's 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 nullified by the fact that the one year that the month-to-month kicks in after a year. It nullifies the other 50 years, meaning the 50 years is written in there just just because it's the same thing with this contract. It's a 10-year contract. No, it's a three-year contract. After that, Pat Mahomes is going year to year. And within that time, because he's only going to be 27 years old, he's going to have a restructured contract, which will probably give him a little bit more guarantees and will lessen the cap for the Chiefs. The rest of this seven years is fake. It's all fake. Now, it provides a little bit of structure in terms of, you know, when they restructure the contract, they're, they're going to actualize some of that money. 
Some of that money is going to go from being fake to being real, but that's it. They're going to turn some of this fake money into real money, and then that'll allow the Chiefs to lessen the salary cap hit, which is ridiculous because it's it's really not, again, it's not that high. You're looking at, and they could do this as early as 2023. Again, in 2021, it's a low cap at a 24 million, 25 basically, which is ridiculous. Pat Mahomes in 2020 and 2021 is 5 million and 24 million. He's going to be one of the lower cap hit quarterbacks. Not lower paid, although he is extremely low paid, but he just got a massive chunk of money in his bank account. So now he's he's getting, you know, a million bucks here and there just kind of thrown at him. 2022, $31.5 million. Again, that's nothing. By 2023, again, the guarantees have run out. More or less, he's got $4 million in guarantees left. The, the Chiefs, if something happened, they could easily cut him and nothing. Get out of here. And, and that would be incentive, right? They could just ride it out. Like, well, they're not going to cut me. I'm Pat Mahomes. They're just going to pay me. But again, that's just a cap hit. $42 million isn't money in his... Uh, and I don't know, maybe Pat will just continue raking the cheek. Because again, they can't trade him. There is a no trade clause. So I guess there is some power there where he could just be stubborn and suck up all these roster bonuses and refuse to come to the table. And as long as he plays at an elite level, he's not going anywhere. So maybe the Chiefs will be paying this $39.9 million, $41 million, $41 whatever. Maybe. But again, they made sure by 2027, this one real big, massive, disgusting cap hit of $60 million, which I'm guessing even in 2027 is going to be silly, Chiefs aren't paying that. And Pat Mahomes is 31 years old. And by that point, Pat Mahomes realizes maybe he'll play pay, play till he's 40, maybe he won't, I don't know. But he's one bad injury away from getting cut and seeing no more money. So he will come to the table at least by here. So I, again, I don't want to make this all about Pat Mahomes, but... Please understand that all of this is a big spectacle. The Chiefs are making it look like they just paid Pat Mahomes. They just turned it all over to him. They did not. Pat Mahomes is strutting around like he got some big bad contract, and he did. He got paid a ton of money, and he's going to get paid a ton of money every year that he can continue to play. But again, it's it's as of right now, it's basically a month-to-month. After three years, it's a year-to-year contract. And his agent is the, is the big winner here. He is gonna. He is strutting around like. I mean, it, it's a status thing. He he has established himself as one of the great agents. And as much as you think everybody can read through this, he's gonna put this on his resume. He's gonna go to these college kids. You know, you look at the quarterbacks coming out. He's gonna be going to guys like Trevor Lawrence and saying, "Look what I just did for Pat Mahomes. I got him a ten-year contract for a half a billion dollars." Which is of course how he's going to say it. He's already on Twitter correcting everyone. Excuse me, it's a half a billion dollars. Actually, he's going to go to Justin Fields and and start screaming about half a billion dollars, biggest contract in sports history, which is a massive milestone for an NFL player. Despite the fact that again, this is all fake, and the team played along because again, they want they want they want the spectacle too. Pat Mahomes wants the spec. They all want a spectacle, but it's all fake. One hundred forty-one million bucks. That's what he got spread out for the most part over the first three years. But anyways, uh, that's enough of that. It's just, it's it's slightly annoying. And um, me being how I am, especially as soon as I looked at it, as soon as I saw the contract and how this looked, the first thing I did is I looked at dead cap. Because once that dead cap goes down low enough, you can go bye-bye. And again, by 2023, there's 4 million bucks left. It's just, it's dumb. Again, in that same year, Rogers has 3 million bucks left. Um, some more not necessarily surprising COVID news. The Green Bay Packers kind of came out with a general, this is where we're at sort of thing. Essentially saying, first of all, we can't control whether or not we can have fans. That's more of a governmental thing. But our plan, if we are allowed to have fans at the stadium, is to, number one, 
require face coverings, and number two, it's going to be significantly reduced in terms of how many people are allowed to be. Now, the, the Green Bay Packers especially, and I think they have a especially difficult challenge because they don't have seats, they have benches. Now, if you were had stadium seats, see, and, and this is this is problematic either way. If you look at a lot of places, what you do is you just kind of make it so that you can't sit at every other seat or whatever. It's not going to be six feet of distance. I guess you could do, you know, two seats blocked out and then a seat and then two seats blocked out and then a seat and then do every other row, you know, so that there's nobody directly in front of you, behind you, or next to you. You can't really do that at Lambeau. The best you can do is is block out the bench in front of you and the bench next to you, but you you I, I it's problematic. And then beyond that, if you think about who's going to want to go to a game with your family, you know, you're going to go with your little kids, but they have to sit like several seats down. The logistics of this don't make any sense. And then what happens if you get people that take their masks off? Are you going to have people around patrolling and kicking people out? And then, you know, even if it's reduced down to from, you know, 70,000 down to 30,000. Out of 30,000 people, lots of people are going to have masks off. Lots of kids are going to be taking their masks off, whether it's in defiance or just, you know, I'm taking a break or I'm taking a sip of my beer and I just don't feel like putting it back on. You know, I'm taking it off to cheer and to scream on third down and some people want to cheer and scream on every down. And then the person in front is mad because you don't need to be screaming right now. Put your mask back on. It's the logistics are just impossible. And it's almost silly to think that we can find a half measure because I don't see how we can do a half measure. Just just being realistic, I, I don't see how it works. Unless we're just going to block off every other bench, every other row, and just call it good, which it doesn't sound like they're saying that's good enough, I just don't see how it works. If we're going to enforce social distancing, I mean, you, you the point is you can't enforce social distancing at a football event, because that is anti-social distancing. It's like having a clean pig wrestling event. That the, those are two opposite. You can't. It's not. First of all, it defeats the purpose. Part of the reason is that it's it's pretty messy. I don't even know if pig wrestling is a thing. I'm just trying to picture something that's gross. Like it's going to be a sterile pig. First of all, the pig is not sterile. The pig is disgusting. The pig is is rolling around in filth. You can't wrestle the pig and be clean. You can't go to a Packer game and social distance. And the Packers trying to feign that they care, but also cramming people together in these things is just, it's not a real thing. Again, that's the theme of today. It's fake. And you can't fake it. You can't fake wanting to enforce social distancing, but also getting as many people smashed into a tiny area as possible. You can't social distance at entrances and exits and bathrooms and concessions and bench seats. It's an impossibility. So either say that we're going to allow it, if we're allowed to, by our governmental forces, you know, federal, state, local. If everybody gives us the okay, then we're going to be okay with it. And, you know, we're going to hand out masks and encourage people to wear them. And we're going to block off every other bench row so that people can sit next to each other, hopefully family units and not in between. And that's the best we're going to do. Or just just scrap it, man. And I don't want to scrap it. I'm just saying, you, you can't do halfway. Unless I'm missing something and there's some magic formula, it's not going to work. They also said in here that they're going to be asking season ticket holders to opt in or opt out. I'm guessing, in other words, just reaching out to uh, ticket holders and saying, are, are you willing to come if we're doing this or not? Maybe just to give them a better idea of who's willing to come and who's not. Not entirely sure... Um, the purpose of that. But anyways, again, the, the NFL is trying to navigate the impossible. 
And I don't know how this is all going to pan out. I don't envy their position. I don't, I don't know what my answer would be if I was in that position. Because again, it's it's impossible. And to some degree, if you're going to say we're going to have football, you're going to have to stand up and say we're accepting some risk. You can't feign this idea that we're, we're doing everything we can because you're not. Because everything we can means we're just not going to do football. No, we're going to assume a good amount of risk. And we're going to do everything we can while assuming that amount of risk, but no more than that. We're doing what we feel is necessary and nothing beyond that. You're going to have to say and accept those words and accept the repercussions of that. I don't know, I guess it, it just kind of annoys me a little bit when you're trying to play both sides of the fence. Especially when I'm, when all of us are in limbo, like, oh, looks like there's going to be a season. Oh, nope, doesn't look like there's a season. Back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Take a stance. Oh, there's definitely going to be football, except we're going to cut this game and cut this game and cut this game and cut attendance and cut... The... <laughs> what, what are you doing? At this rate, it's going to be kind of like that, that NASCAR thing where you're going to have football players playing Madden virtually, and we're all going to be watching that. Not saying pro or con, although obviously that would be a massive con, and I'm not watching that garbage. I'm just saying it's... It's not a thing, man. And I think everybody knows that. It's it's a joke to think that we can make both things work. A football season and complete and total safety and security. Not a thing. On the flip side, it is probably still safer than going to a Raiders game. So there's that. Um, the final thing I wanted to mention, and I guess I needed to, uh, to learn a little something. I was mistaken, I guess, about the fact that I had thought, for the most part, rookie contracts were largely guaranteed. Apparently, that isn't the case. However, its not, I don't think it's as uncommon as is being let on. The reason I bring this up, Jordan Love, his contract was finalized, and the details came out, and it came out that his contract is fully guaranteed. Most people then, I, I shouldn't say, there was a large number of people then that came out and said, well, now we know 100% that Aaron Rodgers is gone. I don't really understand that. First of all, again, not a lot of the contracts have come out of the four first-round quarterbacks that have come out. Only two contracts have been finalized that I'm aware of. At least we have details on two, Jordan Love and Tua Tungavailoa. Tua's contract is a four-year, $30.275 million contract, and $30.275 million of that is guaranteed. In other words, it's a fully guaranteed contract. So I don't think that that's uncommon. Dwayne Haskins, $14 million Point, basically, it's a fully guaranteed contract. Four-year, $14 million contract to Dwayne Haskins. Uh, Daniel Jones, $25.6 million of his $25.6 million is guaranteed. Kyler Murray, $35, $35 million of his $35.1 million was guaranteed. So there's 100000 floating out there. So at least for first-round quarterbacks, this seems to be standard operating procedure. Now, maybe there was some different expectations because he's a backup as opposed to the rest of these guys that we've listed that are guys that um, were considered clear starters. Maybe a comp would be Lamar Jackson, who was a late-round guy. I don't think it was automatic that he was going to be a starter for the team, but he had 7.5 of his 9.5 fully, or not fully, I guess is a nonsensical way to say it, 7.5 of his 9.5 was guaranteed. But either way, we're, we're talking about $12 million. So, you know, it's one thing when, when we're dealing with a fully guaranteed $100 million contract and a fully guaranteed $12 million contract. If we look at how this is laid out, and again, for a first-year quarterback, at best, what, maybe 9 of his 12 would have been guaranteed? So we're talking a difference of about $3 bucks. But at the end of the day, they're, they're going to keep him. 
I mean, there wasn't really much chance that he's going to be cut before four years, right? He's a four, a first year. He's a first round pick, and you know, again, looking just at dead cap, there's there's no point in this in which the dead cap for cutting him is extreme. In 2021, which is the highest dead cap, it's 9.3 million. But again, in year two, why would anybody ever cut Jordan Love? It doesn't make sense. I don't know why you'd cut him in year three, even if it's not panning out. What does it matter? Do we have better backups that we just have to cut Jordan Love? So he's going to stay for four years. That's never really been a question. And we're talking about essentially his his salary is going to be, you know, I mean, he made six and a half million dollars this year just signing this contract. But his his salary this year is six hundred thousand. Then next year he's going to make one point one million. Then one point seven. Then two point two. That th- there isn't a link for me between this contract and anything regarding Aaron Rodgers at all. There's no point at which you look at it and say it just doesn't make financial sense to not play Jordan Love. He's making very little money. It's a rookie contract. That's the whole benefit of rookies is that they cost nothing. His salary cap hit. What we're paying on our salary cap to have Jordan Love on the roster over the four years is 2.2, 2.8, 3.3, and 3.9 million. At no point are we looking at this and saying, man, we got to move on from Rodgers. We just can't afford We got to pick one. Either Jordan Love or Aaron. No, we don't. No, we don't. Now, come 2023, there's going to be a decision made. Are we comfortable enough with Jordan Love to move on with Aaron Rodgers? But the point is either we're going to move on from Aaron Rodgers and let Jordan Love take over, or we're going to continue with Aaron Rodgers possibly extend his contract out, let Jordan Love play one more year, and then probably move on and not exercise his fifth-year option and just move on after that, similar to Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky's still on the team. And Mitch Trubisky's making a lot more money than Jordan Love because he was a he was a much higher pick. So his contract is much more expen- expensive. But they're going to let him play this out, and then they're going to move on from him after this year. It's why they didn't exercise his fifth-year option. So there, there's nothing to me that says that fully guaranteed at at signing means anything. I think it's pretty standard practice. Maybe they could have got away with a little bit, but again, we're talking about 3 million bucks. This this extra vote of confidence, maybe maybe what people are reading into this is this is the kind of contract you give a guy that you're expecting to take over. And that's fair. But I I think we had to on some level know that that's the expectation. They didn't they're not going to pick Jordan Love in the first round to be a backup. They picked him because they believe he can be the guy to take over, and they're paying him as such. We have to know that 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 was the that that was the plan all along. This is the guy to replace Aaron Rodgers. Now, if he can't live up to that, then he can't live up to that. But we're not stuck with the guy. This doesn't cement that Aaron Rodgers is gone in in, in any capacity. So, again, I'm bringing that up. I don't know if that thought crossed your mind. I had seen articles written on it. So I'm assuming some of you had said that and I just or had seen that and maybe believe that and I want to correct the record. Nothing changes. Jordan Love is going to be here for 4 years. No question about that. He's going to play out his contract. The only question is is he going to supplant Aaron Rodgers at any point? And largely that comes down to two things. How good is Jordan Love and how much do we trust him and his ability and Aaron Rodgers' contract and our ability to move on from Aaron Rodgers based on his contract, which is going to be a couple years yet. And again, maybe this will be something for tomorrow, but I, I don't think I don't think we have to wait as long as a lot of people are saying. In other words, I think that flexibility comes into play sooner than people are telling you that it comes into play. I, I, I knew the answer to that question off the top of my head just looking at this. I, I want to rework it, but a lot of people are saying it's not happening before 2023 or whatever. I, I don't think that that's true, or even 2022. I think it can be before that. 
I mean, just playing with over the cap. And again, I, I, I maybe I'm misunderstanding this, but they have options here. You can choose. If you go to over the cap, look at Aaron Rodgers. You have cut pre-June 1, cut post-June 1, trade pre-June 1, trade post-June 1. If you select trade post-June 1, dead cap money in 2020, $14.3 million. As in, if we trade him today, they have, if you cut him, it's about $20 million, meaning if you trade him, some of that money goes over. But remember, there's, there is the roster bonus, which makes up $7 million. If you trade him before that, that's $7 million he doesn't get paid. So we would have to pay the base... No, we wouldn't have to pay the base salary because he's not here. So essentially all it would be is the $14.3 million this year, and then next year it would be the rest of this bonus accelerated into 2021. That would be kind of the biggest hit. That would be the the pain spot. Anyways, again, I, I got to, rather than just spout off whatever right now, I got to look at that a little bit. The, the point is, though, it's it's not about we're moving on from Aaron Rodgers. It's, it's, it's those two questions. Is Jordan Love ready? Are we financially able to move on from Aaron Rodgers? Those are the only two questions. Those have always been the only two questions. And again, the Jordan Love contract and the fact that it's fully guaranteed and all that stuff, it, it doesn't affect the equation at all. It's still just those two questions. Is Jordan Love ready? Can we move on from Aaron Rodgers? If we can move on from Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love is ready to take the reins, in other words, we believe that it's ready to, to it's, it's go time, it's going to happen. That's it. I mean, the, the only possible third equation is that Aaron Rodgers is playing at a Hall of Fame level, in which case, okay, maybe not. So pending this big resurgence with this scheme and everything else, but that that's when things could possibly get complicated. Otherwise, this is very straightforward, and it always has been. But anyways, I got to get going. You folks have yourselves a fantastic rest of your day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.